This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. Welcome to the Drive the Lane live show here at the Butcher's Tap in Wrigleyville. Second year in a row we have come out to the Butcher's Tap. We're going to talk about a ton of fun things today, including the Ohio State basketball team, which isn't as fun as we had hoped would be to talk about when we booked this event several months ago. (laughs) But I'm Andrew Zolden here with, of course, the namesake of Drive the Lane, Joey Lane. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Played played basketball at Ohio State. The guest lineup today, we're going to bring up our friend Jim Root here in a few minutes. We'll give much broader introduction when we bring him up. Going to talk all things college basketball with him, and then we'll talk just us for a little bit, and then we'll bring up Sam Brief, who is an expert on all things Northwestern, which will be fun and exciting. But before we get to all that, Real briefly, Joey, the Buckeyes lost their last game. They're gearing up for a game against Northwestern. They're getting into town either in a few hours or they're here. Real quickly to warm everyone up, what's the coach, Coach Holtman, the rest of the staff, saying to those players right now before a huge game tomorrow? Yeah, I well, first of all, we'll, we'll definitely preview the game, you know, with, with Jim, with Sam, just us as we – you know, it's a very important game because it's the only game tomorrow. It's the next game on the schedule. But um, I, I really look at the game tomorrow. Northwestern's coming off an awesome win against Illinois. I, I love Northwestern. You love Northwestern. I, I think Northwestern, for the first time, like maybe ever, playing Ohio State has all the pressure on them, and Ohio State has none. I would imagine being in that locker room that uh, Coach Holman, that staff, is telling the guys to play free, play loose. Um, they got to play a little bit harder than they played against Nebraska, but like play like you got nothing to lose because you know it's a quad one road game against a really good team. So we'll see. And don't have too many cookies tonight. Cookies on road games are awesome in the hotels. Absolutely. In a different world, we have one, if not multiple, members of the team here, but they gotta they gotta focus up. On yeah, this we were game tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, a little inside scoop is we were definitely going to have a player, if not more than one player, and then they started losing a bunch. So um, that. That, unfortunately, was a little bit of an issue. As a former player myself, I could not imagine being on a losing losing streak, like losing three out of four, and then seeing one of my teammates go to do a, a live show across town. So maybe it's best that they're getting some rest. Absolutely. Another fun thing that we'll dive into throughout the show is Joey, of course, grew up an Ohio State fan and then went on to play at Ohio State. He has his fair share of Ohio State Northwestern stories because, of course, it is so close to – where you, we grew up, so those will be fun to dive into. But I, I think we should bring on, uh, bring Jim Root on up here and talk some college basketball overall. So we'll bring him up. Jim, come around this side. Jim co-hosts a podcast of his own, the Three Man Weave podcast, and he's also a contributor to the Action Network He's going to give us some winners, I'm sure, and probably some losers as well because we know that's how it works in, in the gambling business. But, but Jim, first and foremost, thank you for being here. Oh, wait, let me turn your mic on. Yeah, turn, turn the on. mic on, Andrew. That's nice. Yeah. That's a good early prank. Set me up like that. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, no, it's great to be here. It's cool. I haven't done really a live show in front of a crowd. Uh, we've done some live stuff at the Final Four, but that's usually to a camera. So this is this is exciting. People are t- locked in. I love to see it. Yeah, yeah. Also important to note that 
Jim Root recurring guest of, of Drive the Lane too. But this is the first time that I have you guys. I mean, this is the first time I've had the pleasure to be face to face with you. So it's good yeah. to see you. Yeah, we got to develop some chemistry on the fly here, but yeah. I think we'll yeah. get it. I think we'll figure it out. It's also the first time that we've had you on since Mizzou, where we went to school, beat Ohio State mm. in the Cotton Bowl. I kind of so, lean both ways so, there, but it is oh, the first time since that. Well, you know, you're not. Uh, I, I was gonna say you're a basketball school, but uh, that's a little shaky right now too. <laughs> so, hey, the, the Tigers needed that victory. It meant more to us than it did to you. Ohio State will be fine. It, it really was the first time that I can remember because, you know, a lot of teams play this card against Ohio State, but being on the Ohio State side and getting to say the excuse of, oh, well, it was your Super Bowl, so of course you guys won that game. That was absolutely our Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, no one even thought about opting out for Mizzou. I know that was a big discussion point for Ohio State. Obviously, you, your starting quarterback doesn't play in the game. You lose your backup right away. There were some adverse effects for the Buckeyes. Uh, I'll take it, though, as a Tiger. Brady Cook is a top 20 Heisman favorite now or whatever, too. So yeah. I, know we got yeah. a ton of, I know we got a ton of Tigers <laughs> here. So <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> we an early an early OH yeah. seven minutes into the show. Um, we, we will dive into college basketball here in a moment, but real quick, I know you don't really do this on the show, but are you comfortable giving a super quick of the four remaining NFL teams a Super Bowl pick? Yeah, of course. Well, I, I should disclose that I'm a diehard Packer fan. Okay. So there's still a little heartbreak. Yikes. That's that hasn't fully healed from last weekend. Uh, but I, I think I think the Niners win. Uh, I think they got their scare last week. They get Debo back healthy. That's the only reason that game was close last week. I think Samuel destroys the Packer defense if he's out there. As much as the Lions story is fun to watch and enjoy, uh, and even as a fellow division rival, I'm kind of you know enjoying and happy for them. Niners have been great, and then uh, the ACC or ACC basketball is on the mind. I <laughs> love it. I love it. It's the almost AFC. March. It's almost March. The, ACC. The, the AFC game, I think, is going to be a, a bit of a war. I just have believed the Niners were the best team all year, despite getting embarrassed by Baltimore. Uh, so I'll, I'll go Niners. It is pretty funny, um, and then we'll talk hoops, that one matchup is, you know, the teams that you might say win in spite of their quarterback, just because they're not the best player on the team, whereas the other is they have great teams, but they win because of their quarterback, they have two, you know, MVPs and guys who are, you know, one of five quarterbacks that you would drop everything to trade your whole team for. Um, I'm at the point as a Bears fan, similar situation where if the Lions win, great, but I don't think I'm rooting for them anymore. They've had their fun, and uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's uh, good to be in the NFC for us. We're, yeah, we're avoiding the Burrows, Mahomes, Jackson, CJ Strouds, and that one. Up. Yeah, Flacco. unfortunately, you'll have to deal with Justin Fields. So. You might not be on the Bears, but you'll have to deal with Justin Fields. <laughs> That's true. I listen. I we've got some Lions fans here. That obviously, if you're listening and not here, um, it's easy to root for the Lions. It's easy to root for the Lions, but at some point, you got to go. Oh wait, we are supposed to hate the Lions. We don't want them to do well. So, but the Bears are the Lions of last year. So maybe if the Lions win the Super Bowl this year, the Bears win the Super Bowl next year. So, Wishful thinking. <laughs> That's what I'll call that. Yeah, I've definitely not seen this. I've not seen this story before, so I have no idea how it ends. So. I, I think the way we, we should take this hoops-wise is there's games going on right now, there's games that are going to happen later, and there's games that are going to happen tomorrow. Wow. We want to hear. <laughs> that was. That, was, that is all true. Insightful. We want to hear the bets that you got going now tonight and tomorrow, and then we'll jump into some, you know, season-long themes and stuff like that. But first and foremost, you mentioned to us, we got the Michigan State-Wisconsin game on, on this TV, Big Ten battle. 
Where are you in this game, and is it going well for you so far? It is not going well because I'm on the road team, Michigan State, plus three and a half. They cannot get a stop. They cannot get a rebound. Wisconsin's <laughs> offense has been unbelievable this year. been kind of shocked by that, to be perfectly honest. I grew up a Badger fan, and this this isn't normal. Scoring 40 points in the first half, that's a full game. AJ Store is just not normal yeah, for Wisconsin. Well, I, I tweeted something last March. I was like, wherever he transfers to, I think he'll be first team all-conference. Then he picked the Badgers, which I did not expect at all. Uh, but he's given them a, a huge boost. So that's not looking great. But the road teams won six in a row in this, in this rivalry, Michigan State-Wisconsin. So I thought maybe that might continue. Izzo get a little revenge from losing early in the year. Hasn't been the case so far. Uh, as for tomorrow, <laughs> hopefully that's where the winners are because certainly Friday night's <laughs> not looking like the case. Uh, I like a couple of home teams getting back home. Uh, Marquette is a big one. Minus nine at home against Seton Hall. Kadari Richmond, shaky. Marquette fans in the back. Love that. We, we every go. team is represented here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every team that gets announced gets a cheer. Uh, they already lost to Seton Hall on the road. But if Richmond's not out there, I think he's so crucial to their offense. Uh, former Syracuse guy, but just like kind of the do-it-all distributor, great defender. I think Marquette gets back. And then Houston kind of a polarizing team in college hoops because of how highly ranked they are in all the analytics. I think they smash Kansas State at home. K-State's kind of a paper tiger to me. They've done all right so well in the Big 12, but their offense is terrible, and they're playing the best defense in the league. So I think Houston just kind of boat races them the way they have basically everybody at home this year. Let's uh, bring it back to the Big Ten for a sec here. Um, when you look at the conference, a lot of people have been saying for – months that it's Purdue and everybody else. It's kind of not quite as big of a gap anymore, but I think you'd still agree that they are the best team in the Big yep. Ten. Yep. Who do you look at in that next tier? What They could definitely win the conference in most cases. Like, you know, I know one team you'll say is Wisconsin. Yep. They, based on their schedule, based on who they've beaten already, you know, they have a chance. Who do you think is that, you know, that – whether they're in the upper echelon with Purdue or that second tier, what, what teams do you look at? Yeah, I think it's Wisconsin, then Illinois in that order. And like you said, because of who they've beaten and what they've done, they've won three games away from home already uh, in East Lansing at, uh, in Columbus. And I forget what the third one was. but Minnesota. Minnesota, there you go. Yeah, and, and of course they drop one at Penn State. That's disappointing. So they're not invulnerable. But uh, picking up road wins has been very difficult in, in the Big Ten this year, I believe. Before tonight, home teams were 32 and 22 against the spread. Crazy. That's against the spread. So yeah. straight up even better. Um, it's been tough to win on the road, and they've done that already. So I think that has set them apart in the top that top tier. Uh, and then Illinois. I, I'm impressed every time I watch them. Andrew, they blew out our Tigers this I year. I uh, absolutely <laughs> smoked them. They're an awesome transition team, especially with Shannon back out there getting downhill. Uh, they're very versatile. Hawkins is such an incredible one through five defender. He seems to have matured into that leadership role so I, i've been really impressed with illinois i think that's the two three and like you said not a big gap behind purdue i even with illinois losing northwestern i think one thing that Terrence shannon brings that they maybe didn't have without him beyond the fact that he's a first team all-american um is like the shot making is just insane like you know, Damask does his thing, and you know he makes layups and fadeaways and gets to the line. But like, he's a Wisconsin boy, of course. Yeah, he does. exactly. But yeah. but Terrence Shannon, you know, it feels like, and Northwestern was equally a part of that. Feels like an NBA type feel where they shoot it, and every shot you think is going in. If I had to pick any team, Purdue's the easy pick. But I, it, despite Underwood, I don't. I've said it a 
a million times that I don't know exactly how I feel about him as like an in-game coach, but if you take that away, I think Illinois is built to make the lead eight final four more so than maybe any other team in the Big Ten. Yeah, I, I thought that last year too, that they were built more for non-conference and postseason than they were for Absolutely. Big Ten gauntlet. Uh, and Dane Danger gave them more of a big, a big man presence than I thought. And of course, the postseason didn't go as they hoped last year with that kind of a dud of an Arkansas game. But last year's team felt very my turn, your turn on offense. Like, I need to get a shot. I missed. You can take a shot this possession. This year's team has a lot more ball movement. The grad transfers they brought in are there to win games. That's more important to them than scoring. Uh, and so there's an unselfishness and more of a spirit, a joy to this team that I think will translate over into the postseason. And they're not so reliant on getting into the post, which is hard to do in the NCAA tournament. I think they're the most fun team to watch, too, in the Big yeah. Ten. Uh, yeah. They except, clearly except like when they're blowing out your team. That's the only time they're not fun to watch. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Sorry. Go, go Tigers. Well, it, it's funny because the way to sum up your question, Joey, is basically Purdue's going to win the Big Ten regular season. Yeah, you love this. I already know you're But gonna who's going to get the furthest in March Madness because it's not going to be them. Someone else is going to win the tournament. And <laughs> <laughs> um, unless you're going to tell us differently and say, no, 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 this year it's different. Purdue actually has the keys to – you know, go all the way. Do you feel that way? Or are you expecting? I do. I'll make that case. I'll make that case. <laughs> Purdue's awesome. Purdue, okay. I, I think the couple performances I've seen from Purdue this year kind of convinced me. The first one was the Arizona game. I hear Arizona getting shouts out out there. Purdue beating Arizona in the way they did, where their guards dominated the game. Smith, Lawyer, both went off in that game in the same game. I think that's been hard for them to do. Jones gives them speed, shot making. I think they actually can this year. They're not so reliant on we need 30 and 20 from Edie. They can actually hit those open shots. And, you know, maybe they'll have a cold night and the the bad reputation for Painter will live on. But I actually believe in this team. I think Purdue makes at least the Elite Eight. So who, who is your – because Joey and I definitely do this, and I'm sure you do this, whether it's on social or on your podcast, you advocate heavily – for a team that you have a future bet on, despite maybe them not actually being good enough to win it. Do you have a team right now that you talk a little bit better about because you have them to win X amount of games or, or win their conference, but in reality, in the back of your mind, you're like, I'm, I'm really just trying to will this to happen. Yeah, I, the full disclosure, I have way too many futures bets. Like, <laughs> a nauseating amount of a portfolio, as I like to call it. Uh, the one team that I was very high on preseason thought was a great future bet that has not impressed me is Creighton. Uh, I, they're doing okay, and they've kind of risen the last. You do the yearly weeks. Creighton bet, don't you? I was Creighton hater last. Okay, year, okay, okay. People were. I knew there was something. I knew there was something. And in so that. this Sorry. year, I kind of went the other way and was like, I actually like the structure of the team, bringing Ashworth as a shooter. They're just not athletic enough. Yeah. They don't make you uncomfortable defensively. Like their whole defensive philosophy is, we don't foul. We force you into the mid range. But if you never foul, you never force turnovers, the other team's not very stressed. They're comfortable. They can run their stuff, get the shots they end up wanting, and they, they just don't feel difficult to play against. Despite, you know, they just got a big home win against Xavier. They won at Seton Hall in double over or triple overtime. I just don't get the warm and fuzzies when I, wa when I watch Creighton, as much as I wish I, wish I, I wish I did. If you had a free $25 to put on a team to win it all right now, who do you have your eyes on? Is that... Price inclusive? Arizona. Well, can Arizona go outside of Tucson one time for me? That's what I need. I need to see it. I need <laughs> they to were see minus 2,500 last night and <laughs> lost. <laughs> that's, that's the problem. Early in the year, they were giving me last year UConn vibes. Arizona was. I was like, oh, they are blowing teams off the floor athletically. 
they're covering every game, and that, that has not continued. But maybe that's exactly what UConn did last year once they got into league play. So perhaps. Uh, Odds-wise, I did just add Dayton to my portfolio, as I'm okay. sure. We'll, we'll get some booze here. But they are in line for a three or four seed right now. They've only lost two games. They are 200 to one at Caesars. You're going to give a, a three seed 200 to one odds with the way the A10 has a couple of mines, but they could end up finishing the year like, you know, four losses. I think that's a great odds bet uh, at this point. They have the best player, and I th- they have the best player in the country that no one talks about, I think. And I probably only say that because they played. Ohio State in the in the like charity scrimmage, so I got to see him and he was incredible. He played ten minutes and had twelve and six, um, and uh, and Ohio State won. So like, I've, Dayton's amazing because Ohio State beat them. Wait, uh, how long did you say the game was? Uh, well, he only played. Okay, he played a quarter of the game. So there, they if played there a was full the last forty minutes. Ten minutes for Ohio State. That's where I would start to get worried about. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, yeah. If it's the last. Four minutes of the first half and ten minutes of the second half, which is insane. I guess we should briefly talk about Ohio State. What are you can you we are we're the biased ones. You'd be very unbiased, which I know you always are. What I, what are your thoughts about that? I was super high on Ohio State coming into the year. How I could you not the, be? Love the backcourt. <laughs> I made the Bruce Thornton will be the best guard in the Big Ten prediction and early on that looked You're great. Genius. Yeah, and now he's not making threes and down the stretch they just kinda can't get what they want. Uh, and from betting on them in a few games where, all right, they're up 10 at Indiana. That looks good. They're up late against Wisconsin. That looks good. And just the late meltdown stuff, last year felt easy to blame on youth, but you would think with a little more experience with Galen Thornton, that wouldn't happen as much. What do it you, still feels like same issue. From someone very much on the outside, I feel, Andrew probably even feels this way now too, but I feel like I don't, I don't know why, because I don't look at it with a clear lens. What, in your opinion, that's like the – the number one criticism is Ohio State just goes on these dud stretches, and it costs them five games a year. What do you think it could possibly be? For that actual aspect, I'm a little unsure. One of the things I thought coming into the year that concerned me a little was that they brought in some guys who were kind of one-way players. Like Jameson Battle is a one-way player. He's an offensive player. Dale Bonner's kind of one-way defensive. And that's hard to create good five-man lineups that can play both, both sides of the floor late in the game. It just, for for the final five to ten minutes, I don't know why they can't score. Like, I watched the whole rest of that Indiana game, and they couldn't find a, a basket. It just seems like they go cold. I don't know if they get a little nervous you, or what. And, again, this is just me asking because I want clarification or want some closure. Do you think the basketball that they play, the brand of basketball, looks different in the last five minutes versus in the first five minutes of the game? I haven't gotten that sense. Like, I've, Me neither. I'm just, genuinely, I felt like uh, the, they got an okay shot and just didn't make exactly. it. Exactly. But how many games in a row does that happen where you're like, this is a not an anomaly or a statistical oddity. It just happens. All right, and that's enough about that because <laughs> I'll cry. But um, what what else? Uh, I know we, we have so many things that we could ask you. Is there anything that you have been so unbelievably correct about this year that you want to brag about? I hate bragging. Don't make me do that. Um, <laughs> well, I, one thing that I've genuinely loved is, and it's relevant with the Wisconsin game on, is the charges are gone. I, this was something I was always in a crusade about, like, every year. And, and I took a ton of charges in high school. I'll, I got to hand, hand up that because uh, I wasn't challenging anybody at the rim. But you take that out of the game, there's more scoring. It's more efficient. I'm not yelling at the refs as much. I've just really enjoyed that that aspect. Um 
One thing we as a podcast were right about, Three Man Weaves, that UCLA kind of stunk. Um, we ranked them outside our top 30 in the preseason. We talked about their downside big on our preseason preview stuff. Matt went all in and said they're not going to make the tournament now. I mean, that looks genius, brilliant. Like, they're terrible. Uh, so that was... I think McCrodon is quitting a little more each game. It's actually unbelievable. It's, it's fun when you see the coaches actively hate their team. And, like, they say it through gritted teeth at press conferences. Like, Underwood kind of had this last year with Illinois, where it's just like, I, I can tell you don't like coaching those guys. And Cronin's, like, screaming it from a mountaintop. I've he never like seen... kick them off his team. I've like, never seen a coach ever blame their players the way he blames his players. Like, it's... Yeah. How can you... If you're a recruit, how could you want to go play there? Yeah, you could say... He, disaster. Some, some coaches maybe slightly throw their players under the bus. He's driving the bus, yes. man. He's running them over. <laughs> it, he just... It's... it's and I think maybe he doesn't care because he might be on his way yeah, out. Yeah, the next head coach of Louisville. Yeah, I think Nate that's Cronin. the logical path here. I think the only other guy that does that... I heard a Mike Woodson soundbite uh, yesterday of him being like, yeah, we got a seven-foot-one guy if he wants to play. That that could help us. But I didn't know that he was actually injured, too, so maybe yeah. he... Well, recruit some guards, Mike. Yeah. That's my advice for you. Holy it's cow. not that I, hard. I will say, as an Ohio guy, and this is no disrespect to Gabe Cups because I'm sure he'll get it figured out, but every Buckeye fan was like, how in the world do we miss on Gabe Cups? He lives an hour away from campus, blah, blah, blah. It's like... We have Bruce Thornton instead. I think we're okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, People if Cubs is a good defender, he is not going to help your offense. Let me put it that way. <laughs> He's Aaron Kraft is a nice – is the best ceiling he could possibly have. He's I tall feel like. Aaron Kraft. I know. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> That'd be a pretty good ceiling. Uh, uh, I, that's what I'm, I was saying, yeah, maybe he'll be Aaron Kraft. was like, I think every kid in the world would love to be Aaron Kraft. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, yeah my, my roommate is a is – he went to Ohio State, but in Indiana Hoosier fan – wearing candy stripes every game day like and he's like at least we have Gabe Cups I'm like what are you watching if you're saying at least we have Gabe Cups can, can I ask you guys about a team it's in the Big Ten I want to I want to know if you're able to get joy out of other teams do you love watching Nebraska as much as I do absolutely okay I, I think they are a blast to watch the the only issue is that the last game they looked awesome was against Ohio State but I am very good friends with Coach Hoiberg's son, Jack, who played at Michigan State, grew up around here, and we worked out together and stuff. So I've always rooted for him, obviously. I know Jack's little brother, Sam, and it's very cool to see him being like a – talk about Aaron Kraft. He yeah. kind of is like an like a better shooting Aaron Kraft that doesn't play. But um, if I could be any person in college basketball, I want to be Tomonaga. Yeah. He is the number one guy that I would wa- that I would like to be. I love watching them. They just chuck threes. They have the most underrated home environment in the country. Yep. The, and I, I'm happy for Hoiberg because he finally, you know, everybody says you need like five years to get your guys and your system yep. and all that stuff. And, you know, he did the whole get seven transfers every single year, and it's finally working. And, you know, just like college football is better when Nebraska is good, I think the Big Ten, like, could use a Nebraska – yeah. Doing really well because their fan base is just incredible. And, and it seemed like early on he was trying to win the same way he did at Iowa State. Like, I'm going to run up and down, win with offense, and, like, eventually you can't really do that in the Big Ten. You need a defense. And he finally started to recruit transfers. Like, Mast is a really good two-way player. Uh, Jamarcus Lawrence gives him something two ways. Your boy Tomonaga might not be a two-way player, nope, but, but he's got guys around him that insulate Man, is he one way, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah. God. <laughs> I, Nebraska, I would say – Illinois is the 
best, most fun team with Nebraska. If, if I could watch any team play at home, they got to be at home. Yeah, the road. A Nebraska-Illinois game at Pinnacle Bank. Sign oh, me up. Sign me yes. up for that. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, last year, last year during the Big Ten tournament, two guys that I watched, I was like, all right, next year those are going to be guys were Tominaga and Roddy Gale. And people were even kind of laughing at Tominaga last year when I was at but the Big Ten tournament. Easy to, he's easy to yeah. laugh at, but he wasn't what he's doing this year, last year. How about he had senior night last year? <laughs> so so my, my question to you is, and unfortunately Joey and I are at this point in the Ohio State season where we're a little bit looking like, oh, what could the team be next year? But are there any <laughs> players? are there any players or teams that you're like, I, I'm already penciling down that when this season ends, this is going to be a team or this is going to be a player that next year good is going to be Andrew. like very, very, very fun to watch. This is the stuff when we were talking about what are we going to talk about that you should have me pull out spent 20 minutes looking Well, I got to give you some. I got to keep you on your toes. Show, show people here who may only listen to Drive the Lane and not Three Man Weave how good Those and quick exist. you are. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm trying to cycle through conferences. Um, Noting the Big Ten, like, super jumps out at me as I think about that. Um, I mean, I the, the Big 12 is always a, a very fun league to watch. I think Texas Tech is just going to keep getting better and better and more fun. And, like, they're already good. Grant McCaslin's first year. But, like, he kind of did what we were talking about with Hoiberg. Like, he had to plug a bunch of holes with good transfers, but maybe not the ideal fit. Uh, he kept a couple guys in the previous regime. And he was most known at North Texas for playing slow, like the slowest team in the country. Uh, and right now they're playing fast-ish, and they're one of the best three offenses in, in the Big 12. So the fact that he can also win that way, uh, and some like Pop Pop Isaacs is going to continue to get better and better. I don't think he's a, a pro yet, so I think he'll be back, and he's a big-time shooter. Texas Tech, I, it, and another talk about home environments, like oh. they've got a great one. Uh, that, that's a team. Big 12 is just a different level. they Big Ten is is great. Everyone said, you know, Big Ten basketball, Big Twelve. Go to a Big Twelve basketball game, yeah. and you'll be like, what sport am I watching? It's yeah, when you add in Houston, BYU, and even the travel to UCF, and it just gets harder and harder. The, and the Cincinnati, home court's I mean, Cincinnati. Yeah. Is well, I was just about to say, do you think Cincinnati is like, damn, I wish we had one more year before we came to the Big Twelve because they would have been having an easier, you know, conference play this year, or do you think they're like, we are happy to be here, we are proving it right away that that we belong. Yeah, and they've been super competitive. I think they're two and four in the league, but they've lost every game by five or less. Love so Wes like, Miller. Uh, uh, my one very good friend that's a Cincinnati fan is like, it's just a heart attack every night. What is, how, how do people survive in the Big 12 like this? But it's fun because every game is important. Every game matters. Every win you pick up is like a notch towards the NCAA tournament. Uh, so it's, I think, fun for them, but stressful. Yeah. And I actually believe in that team. I think they'll find their way to... Eight and ten or nine and nine, and in that conference, that's NCAA tournament. So, before we let you go, thank you for your time. This has been very fun, and I, you get us three together, we can talk about basketball literally for hours. But before we let you go, if you remember this from two years ago when we had you on, we do the same thing with every guest. And you've already been doing this, so yeah, you've already you already started. But we'll just ask it so that we can get it recorded on the podcast. Um, what questions do you have for us? Out to, it could be about anything. I want to say I asked hoops. you this last time I was on, and I don't know if this is allowed to be discussed here, but I know I, m I made an impassioned defense for Chris Holtman last time I was yeah. on. Yeah. Like, I was all about it. It's like, I can't believe fans are writing And off. you still are, obviously. No, right? I, I'm kind of <laughs> surrendering. I'm kind of surrendering. Uh, I'll make you answer it. 
I know you're probably both friends with Holtman. You get along with him very well. You can answer whatever. You can yeah, say whatever. I can't say whatever. If it's not Holtman next year, who do we want it to be? It's a great question. We no comments. I'm not going to say that <laughs> I we. I said if it's not. Okay. I'm not going to say we talked about <laughs> this the other day. Barack Obama next year. I right? have my <laughs> answers right. for when Joey's not around. Okay. Which. One of them, as more of a joke, is Dennis Gates because oh, of the recruiting cool. class. Yeah. Yeah. But that's more. That of a would joke. be pretty fun. If he brought, <laughs> be great for drive the lane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in actuality, of easy commute from where he is now, doing well recruiting, doing a lot with a little bit is who we just talked about, Wes Miller. I think that's a nice fit to slide in potentially. But hopefully, Ohio State. Closes on a friend of the TBT. Also, that's why Andrew uh, yeah, loves okay, Westmore. Fair enough. Has been on a podcast with us before, but hopefully Ohio State closes it out with you know ten straight wins, whatever it is. And this isn't that's a right, conversation. Andrew, that Remember who does have. our intro for the show? Yeah. Hope, well, we had D'Lo for a minute. We I could want flip. that too. To be clear, I would have loved for Holman to succeed. Cause I, I, yeah, I've had good interactions. I know. Obviously, we're all. Well, it's, that's just that's how basketball. That's how college basketball works. You gotta it is, win. It is weird, you know, as Mizzou fans. We've followed a lot of coaching searches since you got to Mizzou, since Partially I got to Mizzou. The most fun part of being a fan of them. Well, exactly. It's like that's when people are the most locked in. I mean, people were freaking out over this Mizzou defensive coordinator search. Yep. So, like, it is – I don't want to say it's an exciting time when something like that happens, but it is in a tentative time. People are it's not an really locked – It's not exciting, but people are really, really, fun. really, really locked into it, which as a podcast – your listens would go up. I could I spin zone it. We <laughs> could spin zone it into a positive. I'm willing I, to sacrifice the listens. Yeah. But I'd rather <laughs> the first episode of next college basketball season be with Holtman than be us talking about the new coach. Yeah, fair. Not on, not on the show, if that makes sense. So for that's me, it's my all, final It is answer. all personal. It is not. I can't look at it in any other lens. It just, I mean, I'm very forthcoming saying that. And I, like... When, when Ohio State loses games, like, I don't even feel bad, like, that they lost the game. I just want the coaches and the players to win because the feeling of winning is so much better than losing. I yep. could care less about accolades. I mean, obviously, going to a Sweet 16 would be great, winning Big Ten. But I just want them to be, to be happy. And, like, that's the hardest part of last year, this year, you name it. It's just, like, miserable. Yeah. The, the last person to ever say – it's time for Holtman to go, would be Joey. And the second to last person to say it would be me. Would be, okay. my, would be my dad and my mom. Non-lanes. Right. Non-lanes. Yeah. And so you'll never, ever, ever, ever hear us say that. But obviously... Andrew says it off the podcast no, all the time. No, it's, un, it's unbelievable. But obviously, like, we all have social media. We all have the replies to our tweets. So, like, we're, we're seeing and how, we're, and what we're people not are saying. Also. Yeah, we're seeing. Right. But what a great, really high note to end... <laughs> Your, your appearance. Can I, can, I, can I ask one more small one? Of yeah, course. Please. It can be big, what's, small. What's, what's our ideal outcome for the rest of the year? Like, sorry, not ideal. What's a good outcome? Obviously, there are home run outcomes, ha- winning out, etc. Where do we want to be to feel good about this year? If if they don't make the Sweet Sixteen, I think like really no, no I not like that's like a major barometer. That's I think, a high for this year. bar. I know, but think wow. about. I can't say that right now. No, no, that's no, no, that's not like. That's not that or bust. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm, I'll rephrase a little bit, I guess. But going into this year, it was like, okay, they better, they they have to make the tournament. Yep. And if they make the Sweet 16, that's great. If they compete for a Big Ten championship, if they, 
you know, have the same success in the tournament, the Big Big Ten tournament, that's all great. Once they started the season so strong and they beat the piss out of Alabama, then it was like, okay, this team's got some dudes. Like, they should go to the Sweet 16. That's a realistic expectation. So, like, the peak of this team was they could go to a Sweet 16, and that's where I sit at. And I'm afraid that Ohio State fans and the athletic director, the new athletic director, the old athletic director who are kind of going to make a combined decision if – you know, if what the direction of the program is, I feel like that could be the barometer, and that's why I say that. But right now, if you told me, hey, you can sign up for them to make the tournament, I would sign up in a heartbeat. Okay. I mean, it's, that's well, definitely got to well, make the tournament. Last year they made the Big Ten tournament, and it really – Yeah, they did. 100% – sorry, the Big Ten <laughs> tournament started. Well, you say, yeah, they did, but the report today was that <laughs> in a few years – it's only going to be 15 listen, of 18. I, listen, I have lost, was, I have lost to the 14th seed in the Big Ten yeah. tournament, so I get it. But, but but what I'm trying to say is they're going to be in the Big Ten tournament. Last year it was you absolutely have to win the Big Ten tournament to make the NCAA tournament, March Madness. I think if this year it gets to a point where leading into the Big Ten tournament, it's like, hey, you know, they got Indiana on their schedule and then Wisconsin. If they could win those two, then they'll have a chance depending what happens you just want them the to be on the, the bubble. I want them to be on the bubble going into the tournament based on where they are right now mm. and what the trends say, which I think is a fair top if, possible yeah. outcome. Feel, that feels totally, yeah. yeah. Like, if, enter the Big Ten tournament, not we have to win this. Yes. Right. Like, yeah. right. If eight teams are going to make the tournament from the Big Ten, which I don't think is super likely, but a lot can change in a month, um, then I think Ohio State will be in a good place with – because I think they're a top eight team in the Big Ten. And record-wise, I think water will find its level and they will will win games that they're supposed to win and lose games that they're supposed to lose and finish 10-10, ten and 10, you know? Um, but, yeah, I, I, I sit here right now. You probably think we sound crazy. No, <laughs> no. I, crazy. I sit here right now with the roster. I think their backcourt is, on any given night, is just as good as any backcourt in the Big Ten. Agreed. They, that, this team is good enough. They have the guys to make the NCAA tournament at the very least. And I don't think teams are going to want to play them if they're in yeah. the they, tournament. They, they play good enough for 10 minutes of every game. That's, that's they're the, the thing. They're so the, you see it. You take you 10 it. minutes of Ohio State in any given game, and they're a top 15 team in the country. Like that Dayton game when Deron Holmes was out. Yeah, when Deron Holmes wasn't playing, they were unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Jim, you have given us more than enough. Oh. You guys can get find Jim on 3-Man Weave Action Network and – Anytime you watch a Purdue game because he looks exactly like Fletcher Lawyer, those are all the places that you can find Jim Root. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Thank you, everybody. Welcome back to the Drive the Lane live show here at the Butcher's Tap. Live the Lane. Live the Lane here at the Butcher's Tap. My my mom's walking in right now. Late late arrival. (laughs) All right, and that's our show. Thanks for coming out, guys. Real quick before we move on to the next thing, we got some Rheingeist coming around, brewed in Cincinnati. Did I get that right? Give it a little sample. Butcher's Tap is the place to watch Ohio State football, and we're trying to make it the place to watch Ohio State basketball. If you're not going to watch those games at Butcher's Tap, then you can also go to McGee's, which we've also done a live show at and is also a great place to watch Ohio State sports. Confirmed. One more final thing. If you've got a Butcher's Tap little card on your table, fill it out. You'll get a chance to win some of these cool prizes. It's looking like we'll have two prizes per. 
yeah, per if, person. If you want a prize, you got a prize. There's a 150 prizes up here. We're going to bring Sam Brief up here in a minute, but before we get to that, Joey, we got to talk a little bit about your time at Ohio State. Playing, finally. Playing Northwestern. We're five years into the podcast. It's time we finally talk about when you were a player. <laughs> Let, let, let's hear your go-to story when you think, oh, the Buckeyes, I'm on the team, we're playing at Northwestern. Yeah, I mean, first of all, and for those that know me and know this show, we've talked about it before, me and Andrew both grew up 10 minutes from Northwestern, so we would go to Northwestern way more than we would go to Ohio State, and the only time we ever saw Ohio State was at Northwestern playing basketball or at Northwestern playing football, but... Um, I do remember quickly uh, sitting next to Sam Thompson's parents when I was a freshman in high school um, and getting pictures with him and Lenzel Smith Jr. and Aaron Kraft, which I probably almost peed my pants when I got a picture with Aaron Kraft. But, um, and then now fast forward, you know, 15 years later or whatever, not 15, but 10 years later. And uh, now it those, might be 15. We might have been like 11. That's I mean, we were, four, we were probably like 14, yeah. so, you know. You know, nine years later, right? Because we're because we're twenty three, um, <laughs> uh, but no, it's like funny that now, like Aaron Kraft and those guys are guys that I can just shoot a text and say hello and check in on how they're doing. But um, the real funny story I have from Northwestern is freshman year. Uh, we actually started the Big Ten season three and zero, and the third game was at Northwestern, um, which I ha- I had given out as many tickets as I could possibly uh, give out to friends and family. Um, and thank you for the submission. Um, and, uh, you know, had a bunch of friends who bought their own tickets and, you know, there's 40 people there, uh, which I was very, it was cool. It was, it was, it was amazing. And because of that, and the coaches definitely knew that I was from Chicago, the only Chicago guy, we were up nine with like 17 seconds left. And it was clear that, it was clear that Northwestern had called off the dogs. They had waved the white flag. And uh, I get, you know, Coach Dickerson, Dave Dickerson, who's down at USC Upstate now. Um, he is the guy who does substitutions. And he gets up, and nobody knows Coach D here, so I'm not going to do an impression of him, but he has a very distinct voice. And he gets up, looks down at me, and goes, Joey, you're in. And I was like, first of all, it, that's amazing. But I look back at that and, like, I was like, no, no facial hair at all. Didn't have a haircut, which I would never do now if I was coming home. Um, I traded my shorts with my seven foot best friend on the team, Daniel Giddens, um, the center freshman center for Ohio State. So I traded shorts with him. So like I had triple XL shorts, and he had like my medium shorts. So my shorts were like down to my ankles, and I'm and I'm checking into the game, which is just hilarious, but. Coach Mata, before I could get to the scores table, grabs me, and he <laughs> and he pulls me in tight, and he whispers in my ear, keep in mind, we're up nine points, 17 seconds left, and Northwestern's not even pressing. They're not fouling. And he goes, hey, Joey, don't fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm first of all, I didn't even know what was going on, period. That was the, that was the second game I'd ever played in my life, and uh, I went into the game. We dribbled out the clock, and... And then the other coaches on my team were like, why didn't you shoot? And I'm like, I was supposed to shoot? And, like, <laughs> and so there's a lot going on in my head. So that's the first part of the story. The second part of the story is fast forward four weeks 
now we stink and we're losing every game in the Big Ten. And we're at Maryland and we lose. It's the worst loss in Thad Modest history still, uh, including his time at Butler probably. We lost like 100-61 to 61 at Maryland. I mean, it was just like just a disaster. And Coach Mott in the locker room after to prove his point, basically, I won't quote him because it was, it was, it was a lot of profanity, but he basically was like, why can't everybody be like Joey Lane? And it was, and it was not like Joey Lane so awesome. It was Joey Lane just cares, like he just genuinely like he, he cares. And the and the way he proved that point was, he said, back four weeks ago when we were at Northwestern and I played Joey for 17 seconds, his dad caught up to me when I was walking out of the bus with tears in his eyes and said, "Oh my God, thank you so much for playing Joey. You have no idea what that means to me and my family." Like. Why can't everyone be like Joey? Like, he's so grateful, blah, blah, blah. And I heard that story, and I called my dad, and I was like, I don't remember you crying. I don't remember you running up to Coach Mata. Like, I'm sure you said, Coach, that was so awesome that, you know, Joey got a little bit of tick in front of all his friends and family. And sure enough, Coach Mata is like, yeah, you know, I'm sorry I had to make example. You just got to do whatever it takes to get these guys going. It's just a, just a complete lie about my – well, my dad crying. I mean, my mom crying. That might might have happened. But, um, yeah, pretty pretty funny Northwestern stories as that amount of flashes on the screen right there. But, um, yeah, we. I was fortunate. I always look forward to, to going to Northwestern for those games. I, I love this Northwestern team. They're, they're awesome. So should be a fun game tomorrow night. And, uh, yeah, Northwestern is like the worst road locker room ever. That's kind of the last piece of the puzzle. They're bad road locker room. But you haven't Even played there since they like no, I, the yeah. whole place. You yeah, did, you did. terrible. So small. Yeah, it's really nice. It's just, it's just small. Anyway. Well, <laughs> someone who probably has a ton of Northwestern stories that we're about to bring up. Sam Brief went to Highland Park with me. Joey, you of course went to Deerfield. I did we got some combo stories there? But Sam, Sam Brief has been doing this. For way longer than us. Sam Brief's been doing story. this. Sam Brief's been doing this for way longer than us. Back at Highland Park, he ran the sports brief where he would cover Highland Park sports, which included when, when Joey played against Highland Park with one, Deerfield. One against Highland Park. One against Highland Park. But, but Sam, thank you for joining us, man. Oh, wait, let me turn your oh, mic on. This is the second time in a row. It's a good bit, that. Andrew. It's a good bit. I like that if bit. If you don't turn my mic on, I can't really do this. But great to be here. Yeah, Joey does bring up a good point. Beat Highland Park. Yeah. I covered a lot of Joey Lane <laughs> against Highland Park and always kicked our ass. Yeah. I, Even when we were supposed to win our senior year. Yeah. I, I, yes. I, beating Michigan and beating Highland Park are like the two greatest joys I have in, in my life probably, but... Um, I do remember, I vividly remember Highland Park was always supposed to be better than us, especially with that, you know, you guys had the big three of Jacob Iden and Luke Norsha and David Sachs. But, um, yeah, I, 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 what's funny, me and Sam were talking before, uh, we got up here that Sam had done plenty of like post game sort of, you know, quick hitter two minute videos about Highland Park during the season, which you guys had a great season. Like you just didn't win the conference, didn't beat Deerfield, but he had a great season. And um, I just so happened to stumble when I was, you know, me and my buddies, you know, you have a couple drinks and we look up each other's high school highlights, basically. And uh, whether it's football, basketball, you name it. And when it was my turn, we stumbled across a sports brief episode. 
that was Deerfield wins on the road at, at, at Highland Park. And they're talking about, you know, they're showing Andrew and his wet floor sign and Beerman probably went 0 for 7 that game. And, um, no, but – and then it was like cuts to a clip of me and I'm like, wait, wait. <laughs> this, is, this is the Highland Park thing. But it's funny that now fast forward and Sam's my, here. You've got my voice – voicing it, you know, and Joey Lane scored <laughs> 23 points and Deerfield won. That happened yeah. quite ho a bit. Ho-hum. Ho-hum. Just another day. Sam, I wanted to introduce you with what your current job is, but I didn't want to butcher it, so I went the Highland Park Deerfield Butcher. Route. Butcher butcher's, butcher's tap. tap. I didn't want to butcher's tap it. Thank Free you, guys. Free plug. <laughs> Can you please tell everyone what your new role is and how excited you are about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm fired up. So I'm, I'm a digital producer now for NBC Olympics. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. So I, uh, I've been working in Chicago sports for five years, and now it's Olympics. So I'm going to be covering six different Olympic sports for Paris, and I'm really excited. Uh, it does not get bigger than the Olympics, literally. So... I'm fired up. That's awesome. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's great. Seeing, it's always fun when, and we've talked, usually you talk about it with athletes, right? You're like, oh, I grew up with this kid. I watched him play Little League Baseball. Now he's in the NFL, whatever, right? But we have, we've seen the Sam Brief from high school and is now covering the Olympics. Highland Park Deerfield is a little bit better, a little bit different than USA versus Spain and you name it, whatever. So congrats, man. That's so awesome. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Absolutely. The real reason you're here, we all care about the Olympics. All the sports. But the real what sports? reason. What sports oh, they're yeah, yelling. Oh, yeah. What sports? Track and field, triathlon, pentathlon, mm. rowing, canoeing, and the newest Olympic sport of breaking. Yeah, break dancing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. You, wait, you will be able to hear this because of speakers. I think that earns a... Oh, one of these. Come on. Oh, that's laugh. There's applause in here. Let me get to it. Oh, you have an applause? We could have used the laugh yeah. for the rest of the show. We could kind of use that. Oh, that's definitely wow. not. <laughs> Can you hear these or no? I just heard that. Wait. Wow, wow, wow. There we go. We also have, I'm pretty sure the bottom right is the Buckeye fights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then I can't get it to turn. Right. Cool. I need to get this soundboard. Yeah, this, this thing is high tech. Okay, but the real, the real reason you're here is because Ohio State is playing at Northwestern tomorrow. Ohio yeah, State bad. coming off of a terrible loss. Well, a bad loss. Tough, a tough, a loss tough loss is how we'd phrase Northwestern it. Northwestern coming off a... A great win by Nebraska. Great win. North, <laughs> you're messing me up. <laughs> I've had a few beers and you're messing me up. Northwestern coming off a great win over Illinois. Feels like a trap game for Northwestern. Feels like Joey mentioned earlier, all the pressures on Northwestern. Tell us why, and then we'll tell you why you're wrong, but tell us why this is a for sure win for Northwestern. Yeah, I mean, everything just kind of cues up for Northwestern, right? You've got a Northwestern team that is 10 and 1 at home. The only loss was arguably the worst loss any team has had all season, ever, ever, which was at home to Chicago State. Your boys. Yes, the other Sam Brief team right there, my, my former employer. Um, Couldn't help but root for them so that let's night. Just, that's like, you know, in math class when you learn about an outlier, you know, you scrap that. So Northwestern is almost undefeated at home. Ohio State has not won a road game in the Big Ten. Ohio State's 0-4 on the road in the Big Ten. When was their last one, though, on the road? What? When was their last oh, one? Oh, that the was Northwestern. It right? was Northwestern. That, but that was last year. Yeah, it was. 375 it was, days It was last year. last year over <laughs> here. Yeah, so, I mean, Northwestern's been just playing 
unstoppable basketball. They're scoring 87 a game at home in Big Ten play. So this is a team behind Boo Booey. He's been one of the more efficient players in the country. He had no turnovers against Purdue. He only had two against Illinois. He rises to the occasion at home. So this Chris Collins coach team has a chance now to make back-to-back NCAA tournaments for the first time ever. They are clicking. Welsh Ryan was electric. I'm not sure if you watched the game on Wednesday against oh, yeah. Illinois. But game of the year. The place was bumping. Bumping. Um, and Ohio State coming off a bad loss, 0-4. A tough loss. At, yeah, a tough <laughs> loss. Michigan was a bad loss. No, <laughs> that's your rival, though. You throw out the record books in that game. Yeah, record your rival. books exist, though. Um, yeah, I got the Cats in this one. Although it is interesting that Northwestern is only favored by a point and a half. They must know something. Vegas always wins. That's what I was told. We actually we messed up. We didn't even ask Jim Root who he thinks could win the game tomorrow. Maybe he'll he'll tell us on one of these cards, and then we'll we'll announce it. But I, I think that it's hard to sit here and say that Ohio State is going to win the game, no doubt tomorrow. I'm not going to do that. Joey may do that. No. Give a reason. No. But I do think Roddy Gale is is due. A bounce-back game, and I'm sure as I'm saying that, he's going to get ruled out for tomorrow no. with his lingering injury. But he's due a bounce-back game, and that's unfortunately something we've been saying for a few games now, which in college basketball is a few weeks. But it's due, and what better time to do it than tomorrow when a lot of the people who are here right now are going to be at that game. So to stick with the theme of the five years of us doing this show – I got the Buckeyes tomorrow <laughs> in a Roddy Gale big game. They bounce back 75-71 Ohio State. I will say this. Giving you the opponent perspective, I do want to also give you what Ohio State's path to victory is. Let's hear it. Please. Let's hear it. That's why we have you here. Northwestern can't rebound. Bottom two in the Big Ten in rebounding. It, their rebounding margin is minus 9.9. That is brutal. Uh, Northwestern only has one player who's 6'9 or taller. That's Matthew Nicholson. He just fouled out against Illinois. He gets into foul trouble. He's not as polished as you would like to be. Ohio State's a big team. Eight eight guys who are 6'7 or taller, right? So Ohio State can win the battle on the glass. And, you know, Ohio State can win the the interior. (laughs) But where Northwestern can win and I think will win is on the outside. Boo Booey. Is one of the best point guards in the country. Then you've got Brooks Barnheiser, Ty Berry. Those guys are shooting the ball well. That's where Northwestern can win it. Ohio State can win this one inside, though. So, do you have the Ty Berry stat handy? Isn't it? Yeah, isn't Ty Berry? If he scores ten points, they win every game ever. Yeah, and he scored fourteen against Illinois, all in the second half. Yeah, if he scores ten points, they win. Literally, they've won like the last fifteen games that he scored. That he scored ten points. Just sitting here listening to you talk, and obviously Joey calls games. He started calling games this year, BTN. Wonderfully. I feel like Thanks. it's only a matter Thanks of time so. until you say, and that's why I got Ohio, or that's why I got Northwestern winning this one, and we go down to the court right now to Joey Lane, who's standing with Boo Boo. He's going to ask him yeah. a few questions. That's only a few years away. I could see this duo right here calling a game on BTN. I would love Let's that. In the, in the future, Ohio State, Northwestern, that'd be very fun. Not the case tomorrow. <laughs> Joey, you've heard what I think, which... It's kind of a, a pipe dream. You've heard what Sam <laughs> thinks, which is analytics and research. Now we got to hear what you think, which, if I know you, is going to be a combo of Ohio State bias and putting your announcer hat on a little bit and actually knowing the stats and the facts. I, I think that anybody who watches 
college basketball in general, Big Ten basketball specifically, Ohio State basketball even more specifically. This is the quintessential game that, like, Ohio State desperately needs a win. Northwestern is coming off their best win, not named Purdue, ever. Like, I mean, they, they never beat Illinois, let alone at home or on the road. I mean, they lost by 80 to them on the road earlier this year. They, they are the hunted, which they never are the hunted. They've never been the hunted. Like, it, it, in a weird way, I just think, like, unbiasedly, Ohio State wins the game. They have, like, it, Northwestern, their home crowd is awesome now. They're very well coached. They play really hard, and but the number one thing is they have incredible guards. I, in a weird way, the guards are neutralized because Ohio State has great guards too. So then, what does Northwestern have? I don't know. Ohio State, even when they're struggling and they've been struggling for the last month, what they do do besides parts of the Nebraska game is play really hard and offensive rebound. And I think that that can absolutely be a huge issue for Northwestern. I'm going to put on the very biased Ohio State basketball hat. If they don't win, I'll be super sad. So I really want them to win. But on a scale of 1 to 10, how sad are you right now about Ohio State basketball? <laughs> this second as we sit here during the live show. I don't know in the last two weeks, this stretch, if I've ever been sadder. <laughs> you can ask my dad. He's just as sad. And, and my mom. Um, but in all seriousness, I think Ohio State, the only way they win – it's similar to Nebraska. They, they, they can't go shot for shot with Northwestern and try and outscore them. I don't think Ohio State is not built like they were earlier in the year where they're shooting 40% from three. I think Ohio State wins 75-68. And everyone goes home happy not named Sam Brief. So we're locked in on the 75. We both have 75. Yeah, we're That's locked ominous. in on the 75. That's ominous. Which means they are going to lose... 81-75. They're gonna, they're, no, they're going to lose 91-78. to 78. I have a lot of friends in the back who went to Mizzou. This is definitely not for me. Could you explain what ominous means? <laughs> yeah, so ominous is like... It's definitely not for me. When there's something... You don't know what ominous means? Well, I, I do. I just want oh. Sam to explain No, for, for his boys in the back. Well, yeah. the way he's saying it, it sounds like yeah. he doesn't. No, I definitely know. <laughs> it's something eerie, right? <laughs> Eerie would be Eerie. a synonym. You've never, you've never seen some ominous clouds before a storm? Ominous clouds. I'm actually a Browns fan in the stadiums right on Lake Ominous. Lake Ominous? Yeah. That's a, that Lake Erie. Lake Erie. Uh, yeah. Not a that's good like joke. a two out of ten yeah. joke. No, I, ominous said few, I said a few <laughs> beers. But one more, one more thing I want to bring up with you, Sam, is you heard Joey and I talking about it. Grew up Ohio State fans. Got to see them a lot when they played at Northwestern. You grew up a Wisconsin fan. Wisconsin's a little closer than, than Columbus. We got them on TV right here. Did you go to a lot of Northwestern Wisconsin games growing up? Great same question, as we Andrew. did with Ohio State. Absolutely. <laughs> so I grew up a Wisconsin fan because my mother went to Wisconsin, and I'm a mama's boy. So I just took her team, and every year when Wisconsin would come into Evanston, to play Northwestern in both basketball and in football. We would go decked out in red, and I thought Northwestern was the lamest thing ever. <laughs> Bunch of nerds. Lamest thing ever. Because I'd go with my mom, we're decked out in Badger gear, and we go to Welsh Ryan, and it's just red. I mean, you guys have experienced yeah. this for Ohio State. Literally the same red. color. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. The same pretty exact experience. Pretty ominous. <laughs> Scarlet. Yeah, but Scarlet. to the untrained eye, you yes. would just think it's, it's red. It's all red. 
and uh, the train. So I grew up a huge Wisconsin fan, um, and Wisconsin would always kick Northwestern's ass. Times have changed, though, and that crowd at Welsh Ryan is electric. Awesome. It's no longer lame. I don't think Northwestern's lame anymore. I think Northwestern has, like, the perfect stadium for college basketball. It's pretty remarkable. It's pretty remarkable that they went from, like, no one showing up to these games to now it's like, oh, the team is really good and it's a perfect stadium. Like, I would die for the shot to, I mean, I would love for the shot to be 8,000, 9,000, 10,000 seats and people show up, but that's a Another story for another day. My question for you, talked about nerds, and this is that is bad way to say. <laughs> bad way to say. Like, I know myself, I'm self what, what are your thoughts on Darren Ravel? Just generally speaking. Well, I met him yeah, a few times. I fig- figured. He's a really nice guy in person. Sure seems so, like, like it. That's the thing. I know he gets a bad reputation. He does. He's gotten in trouble on Twitter. <laughs> I think he's a nice person, and he's an entertaining follow on Twitter. Yeah. There you go. To me, that's the complete package. All right. All right. We all, we all would love that. Nice person, entertain. Andrew Zolden, nice person, entertaining, follow on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Complete package. So people say. Yeah. I, I am running out of questions for you because we're trying to keep it all Northwestern. So I'll, I'll stretch it out. <laughs> a, stretch away. A, I'll stretch it out a little bit more, a little bit past. What I think Northwestern basketball really needs, and obviously this is a fantastic season, Boo Booey, bear with me through this. Boo Booey, <laughs> not LeBron James, okay? Whoa. But it feels a little bit like Northwestern has a St. Vincent, St. Mary's. If you're in Evanston, you need to be at these games. It's the perfect size, like Joey was saying. Is there a player in the country that you think would be, and I'm saying Boo Booey's not this, that it's like can't miss, this would be, feel like almost a high school game if you got to watch this player for – 17 or 18 home games at Welsh Ryan. If that question didn't make any sense, I can <laughs> restate it. Can I be say? totally honest? Yeah. I don't understand. Okay, let me restate it. My question is, that place is electric, but it's not like there's a guy in there who's dropping 30 points every oh, night. Oh, yeah. There's not a, yeah, there's not you, a you know, Zach Eady who you know he's good for 25. There's not – so what I'm saying is, non-Ohio State Northwestern player, Joey, we got to wrap this show I don't up. know what you just said. Non-Ohio State <laughs> Northwestern player, who's a guy that you think would just set Welsh Ryan Arena on fire, is what I'm trying to ask you. So honestly, I'm, I'm going to take this in an interesting direction. I don't know that there's a guy currently who would do that. I think the type of guy who would do that, and no one really has ever done this for Northwestern, is a homegrown talent. Ooh. Like a Chicago This I'm going to go with a hypothetical. Derek Rose. Chicago, uh, that type. Yeah. Brandon Lee. Chris Collins was able to recruit that type of player from the Chicago area. They could set Welsh Ryan on fire. There you go. That's a perfect answer. to set that place on fire. Yeah. I mean, when I was a student there was that 2017 team that made the tournament for the first time. They had Vic Law, Scotty Lindsay, McIntosh, right? They, they went to the tournament, but that place was still half empty sometimes. Um, it's a tough nut to crack, but they're getting there. So you're telling me it's like uh, like Blake Peters who went to Evanston and then went to Princeton. You need a guy that's from the area, maybe even Evanston. I don't think Blake Peters. Well, let me finish. Is, is maybe even Evanston. Yeah, respectful that, to, Bla- but, but to concept, Blake Peters. Yeah, yeah. I get if that. you had a McDonald's All-American from Chicago that chose Northwestern. Chose Northwestern, that would light it on fire. One day. Totally. One day. One day, One day it's going to happen. Collins feels like the guy. I mean, Pooh Booey. 
is inc- he's gonna get his jersey retired, his name name in the rafters. Like he's amazing. He's a great blueprint for point guards going to Northwestern. I mean, he's awesome. But I listen. I love Northwestern. I'm I'm all in on Northwestern. Obviously, I don't want them to win tomorrow, but I I love Collins. I root for Northwestern. He has a lifetime contract at Northwestern. I hope he never leaves. He he might, but I hope he never leaves. Correct me if I'm wrong. Northwestern is tough to hate because Northwestern yeah, they're harmless. is through misery, right? Yeah. yeah. It's We're like the Lions. Gonna, yes, exactly. <laughs> you didn't look. Like mostly yeah. harmless. Like we might beat you tomorrow, but in the course of the next century, you will win more than we will. It's right. kind of I kinda sure like, hope so. It's kind of like yeah, when Northwestern better. beats you. It's like they're like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we have to do this. We have to beat you. I'm really, really, really sorry. They're like the Canada of college basketball. That's, oh, a, that's, that's a, a great good way analogy. to put it. Yeah. Interesting. Nice people. Yeah. I redeemed myself with things. that terrible question. I, that was, I still don't know what you asked with that question. I'm not even gonna <laughs> I got it the second time. Okay. So he's got another question, but we're not going to let him ask it. No, no. Oh. Last question. Now hit me. If and then I have another question. any player. No, I'm just kidding. I was just going to kick it to the thing we do to end it, but you did it with Jim. You was can do that it. what you were going to do? Yeah, go ahead. So what I was going to do, Sam, we got to have you on full non-live the lane, just like drive the lane where we're sitting in our, in our houses and apartments. This is how we end every show. We flip the tables on you. You should be arguably the best at this of anyone we've ever had on. Say that. <laughs> we, say, we do say that a lot. Do you have any questions for us? I have so many questions <laughs> for you. Do you want me Hell to ask yes. you as a unit? No, you it, can. It depends. It like, is if you're gonna, it's your show. If it's you're going to you. ask, like, what it's was your show. favorite on-the-court memory playing college basketball, that's a Joey question. I would question. not ask Andrew Zolden that. <laughs> Fair Fair point. Like Fair me. point. You weren't good enough. Um, <laughs> all right. To Joey Lane, I ask you. <laughs> back in the day, Deerfield <laughs> and yep. Highland Park. Yeah. Undefeated. What was your greatest moment against a Highland Park team? Great question. And how did it make you so, feel? So happy we get to talk about this again. Great question. Talking about it on Wednesday. Two things stand out. Two things stand out. Number one. The home game my senior year, and number two, the away game my senior year. Um, the home game, the home game. Um, Andrew, you could probably tell it just as well as I could the story because we talked about it yesterday. But yeah. um, uh, no, I played well in, in the home game, and and I think this may be a little bit of exaggeration, and I don't want to toot my own horn, but I think I scored as many, if not more, points than Highland Park did alone in that game. And then on the road. On, and the, on the road, it was a close game, all game, and Jordan Baum hit like a go-ahead three towards the end of the game, and, and that was very I fun. I he so. scored like 30 in that game. He, he went he, I, Well, all the games are so low scoring because you guys played or play still play that 1-2-2 two, two zone. So, like, the scores would be like 42 to 35. But um, I do remember Jordan being the leading scorer and having like 13 in that game. And it was like, oh, my God. It's like, it's a million. 13 is, might as well be a, a million points. So, yeah, I – yeah, I, 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 uh, it's good that Andrew's in my life so we can always talk about Deerfield and Highland Park and call, call it a rivalry, it. but it's kind of like early 2010s Ohio State-Michigan football, but it's like so rivalry, but yeah. Joey and I, I kind of joke about all the things that we haven't done together despite doing this show for five years. One of them was slash is golf together. We've talked about it a billion times. And the, Never we've, golfed together. We well, well, we have. We finally did it in Columbus a few months ago. And on hole number four, it was the first recorded tsunami in Columbus <laughs> history. It was raining so hard that 
Joey was like, I'm fine. I would play through this. I'm like, Joey, I'm done, man. I, I <laughs> Andrew am, was not dressed properly. I, I was dressed properly. And the other thing, another thing we've never done is we've never gone to a Highland Park Deerfield game together. Oh, we haven't talked about that. But we need to do that. Do you, are you, you sure need you to want come with us? Are you sure? you got to be the third. I would love to. Yeah. Because I haven't been to any since I graduated. Live show from. Uh, I am so down, guys. You think they'll roll out the red carpet at Highland Park for you guys? Like The gym at Deerfield is a disaster. I. The new gym, you're sitting like 80 feet away from the court. It's so weird. So I would like to go to the Highland Park. I think Let's do it. I think we should just all try to speak at Focus the next time there's a Focus. Have you ever done that yet? Do what? Have sneak into Focus? Speak at Focus. What is oh, Focus? I would love to. Focus. What's yeah. Focus? It's this thing at Highland Park. Oh, I've, I think I know what you're I talking about. I think the Deerfield kids would come to Highland Park for that. I don't know what you're yeah, talking about. Because we'd have so many good people in the house. Yeah. yeah. Including my stepdad, Jesse Rogers, came to Focus once. Confirmed? Mom, confirmed? She's not listening. Did Jesse ever come to focus? Oh. We'll get him there. No, the answer is no. Make it happen. Uh, All right, we're, we're at the Sam, un- any more questions? Yeah, we're at the unhinged part no, of the no, pod. No, got, we got to give away more. some stuff. Yeah. I, I, I was told it's my show. It is, it is, questions. it is. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so I asked Joey the Highland Park stuff. You know, I always love doing this when I do interviews with players and stuff, so I'll ask you here. Okay. I would like you to compare this Ohio State basketball team and this Northwestern basketball team each to a type of food and tell <laughs> Great me Great question, Sam. That, now we're talking here. Give me your argument. All right. Ohio State basketball is like a bowl of chips – at a Mexican restaurant because when everything's clicking and you get the right salsa and you get a fresh batch out of the chip maker, I think it's just a tortilla fryer, a tortilla in? fryer. When you get a fresh batch of chips, damn, are they good. But if you're going into Tacos El Norte and they're bringing you the stale batch that's been sitting there for a little while, those are terrible. So I will tell you, Ohio State is like a Mexican restaurant bowl of chips. Because when it's hitting, it's hitting. And when it's missing, it's missing. And usually, oh, you didn't think I could take it one step further. Usually, by the time you hit that second bowl of chips, make last it stop. 10 minutes make of the second stop. half, make it stop. And that's the Ohio State basketball team. We've all hit that point. Yeah. When you're still waiting for the enchiladas to come, and they keep bringing you chips, and you're like, come on. Yep. I gotta save. Okay, so how about Northwestern? Northwestern, and this is a personal experience, Northwestern's... <laughs> This is so stupid, but I love it. Northwestern well, is 15 minutes. chicken <laughs> parmesan, and I'll tell you why. Chicken parmesan, 20 out of 21 times is fantastic. One time I ordered chicken parmesan, and I got food poisoning, the Chicago State game. One time it'll, <laughs> just, one time it'll just wreck you. You may have to not watch a few Northwestern games because you don't have faith in chicken. Go vegan for a little bit, but you'll be back on chicken because it's it's the most easily accessible food. So I'm sure. <laughs> so just to recap, here at the end of the show, Ohio State basketball, chips from a Mexican restaurant, <laughs> Northwestern basketball, chicken parmesan. Bravo! I gotta say, and I'm not just gassing you up because you're having me on and you're a friend of mine. I ask that question to a lot of people, coaches about their teams, players about their teams. That's one of the best and quickest answers I've ever heard. And I love the chicken parm food. (laughs) Chicago State is food poisoning. (laughs) I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was pretty good. Well, brief, 
We appreciate you coming on. Do you want to sit up here and help us give out some Let's gifts? Let's do it. I love to give away gifts. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn Sam off brief, the recording. But Sam, Sam brief. brief, thank you very much. Highland Park legend sitting next to a Deerfield legend. Sitting next to a Highland Park former citizen.